Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode 32 of Live Mike, this new show here on KSL News Radio. I'm very excited for this next segment uh, for a number of reasons. First and foremost, uh, daylight, saving time. It's kind of interesting, right? Every, uh, you know, spring forward, fall back, whatever. Uh, but turns out, as flippant as I am on the topic, it has great implications on how we uh, engage in commerce and do the work and uh, stay healthy and how kids, you know, perform in school. And anyway, the ramifications and implications of this issue are wide-reaching and broad. And it is both on the state level and at the federal level that there are legislators tackling this. For the next two segments, we're going to be talking about daylight saving time. In this segment here, uh, I'm particularly excited uh, to be joined by a friend of mine. His name is Paul Johnson. He is the senior legislative assistant to Representative Rob Bishop. If you've been following this issue for the past number of years, you know that Rob Bishop has had a, a piece of legislation that will essentially allow states uh, more freedom when it comes to the choices they make regarding daylight saving time. Uh, and uh, it's Paul here who's going to talk to us a bit about the background of this, where things stand now, uh, what might be happening next, uh, who is working this issue on behalf of Representative Bishop. And uh, again, a friend of mine, he and I worked together for a number of years. Uh, I've spent a lot of good time together and uh, I miss him uh, back there in Washington. So, uh, Paul, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. It's good to be on. Thanks a lot. Thanks we miss you out here as well. Say that again? We miss you out here as well, although I do like your, your old desk. <laughs> That's right. There was a hierarchy out there in Washington, D.C. Real estate is very, very precious. And uh, for the most part, we occupy cubicles and uh, little bits of uh, little bits of luxury uh, are coveted greatly. And I was lucky enough to have a desk which uh, there was no no way my, my back wasn't exposed. You couldn't look in on uh, my work and my computer screen. And with my departure, you were able to uh, rotate a bit and get to uh, get that prime real estate up that I used to have. <laughs> That's right. Inches of extra space. Inches, inches. Uh, so the first thing, so th this is an issue that has been uh, in the bishop office for a long time. Uh, I remember when it first came to the table, the very first thing that I learned, and this is one of those annoying little like AP style type uh, things, is that it is in fact not daylight savings time with an S, but rather daylight saving time. And okay. I very pretentiously yeah. uh, let folks uh, know that I am aware of that fact every chance that I get. 
Uh, tell me first. I want to. I want to have a, a kind of a two part conversation with you. I want to know uh, what is the latest with this effort uh, by Representative Bishop. I also want to know what you do for a living. What is it like to be a uh, you know a legislative assistant, someone who advises a member of Congress, uh, who does all the research and the legwork and the conversations with other staffers? To, you d- describe your job if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, you do want to kick it off with that, please. So as a, as a policy advisor, my role is day by day to help. Uh, there, you know, there are so many moving levers here in Congress, and there are a number of us on each team, and each of us is given a responsibility over a number of legislative issues. So that could be anything from as broad as social issues to something as important as immigration policy, commerce, and interstate uh, trade, foreign um foreign trade issues, so it's usually a wide range of issues, and we track legislation as it moves through the congressional process. Uh, we meet with constituents and stakeholders on uh, on issues that are of crucial importance to Utah and the nation, and just help the, uh, the process unfold here, of course, working with our members very closely. So you're responsible for a number of these categories. In which category does daylight saving time fall? Great, great question. So Interestingly, it, it is a primarily an issue of, uh, of trade, of transportation policy as well as interstate commerce. The roots, the modern roots of daylight saving time go back to uh, actually the railroads who were back in, I want to say, the early 1880s running into issues with, uh, with travel across state lines. And there were even some uh, accidents between rail cars. And so the, the railroad companies established their own time zones. Uh, which was in the next 30 or 40 years by 1818 or 1918 picked up by the federal government for uh, for national time zones and so that that it kind of goes back that far traces its root uh, roots in transportation policy so th- th- there was a time where technological t- technology was was only at a certain point and it became necessary for the federal government to step in and offer some sort of standardization so that folks that are moving between states could do so safely uh, commerce that was being executed between between states could do so predictably uh, but now you know techn- we've got an iPhone if you fly over a time zone line it makes the change for you uh, what is the congressman up to? What are you up to? Yeah, so the, you know, the congressman is Congressman Bishop is widely viewed as a national leader on Tenth Amendment issues or issues of federalism. That is, powers not explicitly designated to or delegated to the federal government are reserved to the states. So, finding a way to empower states is really one of the most important topics for Congressman Bishop. He's done a number of things. Uh, he led a, uh, a group of members last Congress on on issues to find a way to break down barriers between state governments and federal governments. And so what has bubbled up here, you know, we have been fortunate enough to work with great Utah legislators, Senator Harper, Representative Warren, Representative Judkins, and others who have noticed that there's a way to, to, to be able to improve the management of time. And back in 1966, the Congress passed what they called the Uniform Time Act of 1966, which mandated the creation of certain time zones and included an advanced time during which states would move forward the clocks. And that is what we call daylight saving time. Now, under the Uniform Time Act, states have two options. That is, they can either change their clocks biannually, which is what Utah and almost every single other state in the Union does, or they can opt to stay on standard time year-round, which is what Arizona and the territories do. But those are the only two options permitted to them. They're are there's significant interest from states for a third option, and that is staying on daylight 
time year-round, which will give it an extra hour of, of sunlight in the evening. And there's been something like 30 or 40, uh, 30 or 40 states in the last few years have introduced uh, legislation on this topic to be able to stay on daylight saving time year-round. Uh, but there's no way. Under, under federal law, there's no way for them to stay on that. Uh, and so the congressman has, has worked very closely with the Utah State Legislature on this uh, to facilitate a or to write a bill that would simply give states the option to manage their clocks as they'd like. So the bill doesn't doesn't force states to do anything. All it does is provide them the option. And if that state feels like they would like to stay on daylight saving time, they may. Just like they can already choose to stay on standard time if they'd like. Crystal clear. It's pretty good. So uh, once and if this uh, piece of legislation makes its way through the Congress, if it finds itself uh, with the president's signature, then uh, efforts like the ones being undertaken by uh, Senator Wayne Harper and Ray Ward here in the state of Utah can take effect. We'll speak to them next uh, here on this program. Paul, I'm grateful to you for your explanation and for your work back there. I miss you, buddy. Yeah, I miss you as well. All right, sir, do you take it easy? Uh, next up, we're going to be speaking to Senator Wayne Harper. He would like to take advantage of the liberties and the flexibilities afforded states uh, by this piece of legislation uh, being worked on by Representative Rob Bishop. So, again, Senator Harper, next. We're talking daylight saving time here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.